is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to continue in on our study, our expose of the reality, not the mythology, the reality of a secret society, perhaps the world's most powerful secret society. And you know the name of that society. It's called the Illuminati. I remember when Troy Anderson and I, and Troy and I have written a couple of books together, both bestsellers. Troy was a uh, Pulitzer Prize-nominated journalist, and we wrote the books um, The Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse, which are still available on, on Amazon and places like that. And I remember when we first submitted the manuscript, Uh, It went to several publishing houses, so I don't remember what publishing house it was. But when we first submitted the manuscript, uh, one of the senior editors or somebody higher than that in the publishing corporation, um, he was an intelligent man, but he he was convinced that the Illuminati had essentially become extinct. Uh, you know, going back 150 years ago or more. And uh, therefore, because it was, in in his mind, because it was extinct, well, that would have made the entire proposition of our book, The Babylon Code, uh, ridiculous, because The Babylon Code deals heavily with the Illuminati. Now, um, when we proved to him that he was mistaken, and we showed him the extensive documented research that we had assembled, uh, he realized that he was wrong, and he admitted that he was wrong. And he became a fan and a promoter of the book, because the book, The Babylon Code, opened his eyes. Now, I've been writing about the Illuminati and secret societies, and I never got into it because I wanted to be a, quote, conspiracy theorist. I write about, I study, I research, I speak about, I make films about stuff that I believe is of the greatest importance to people in our nation and our society. I do not, my motivation in writing books is not primarily financial. I mean, you can believe that or you can disbelieve that. That's between you and God. My primary purpose, when I write a book, my primary purpose is. I always pray intensively regarding a book I'm going to write or write with somebody else. And I always seek the Lord uh, with great intensity. And what I'm asking God is, God, what do you want me to write about, if anything? And what is the greatest need, Lord, that I, that, that I could be used by you and your kingdom uh, to meet? So I try to write on stuff that is very, very relevant to the kingdom of God, very, very relevant uh, to where we are in history and as a nation and a world and as a world. I do not take it into to consideration whether or not I will be looked down upon, I will be labeled a conspiracy theorist. And I want you to know that I'm speaking with complete uh, clear conscience, and I know that what I'm sharing with you is the absolute truth. When I write a book, the only purpose and objective above everything else is, is this the book that God wants me to write now? And am I communicating uh, a message or messages that are of vital importance to you, Lord? at this moment in history. And then I write a book. And I don't give a hoot what people think of me, whether they call me names. I've been called names all my life, starting as a little kid. And I might share something with that. But you see, I don't care if you call me a name. I really don't. All I care is, is what I am writing. Is it true? Is it important? Is it relevant? If I'm speaking, let's say, and there's 400 people there and 397 of them think that I'm completely out of my mind, I don't care because I know that I have documentation, facts, 
historical research to back up my assertions. And I only choose topics after a great deal of prayer. I choose topics that I believe were given to me by God to help win uh, the spiritual battle that we are currently in right now. So, and this, this wasn't a, a, a slick way to, to, to try to find a way to mention my book, but I am holding a book in, in, in my hands called The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. That's a very long title. I kept the length of the title because that, the, whole, the, the lengthy title said the message, and I didn't want to abort the message of the book, even, even if it sells less books, which it didn't, but if it, even if having a long title caused it to sell less books, so be it. I wrote the title I believe God wanted me to write. And it's a long title, but it says everything I'm trying to say, at least in an, in an opening statement. So the book is entitled The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. Now, I, I slaved over this book, as I do all my books. And I happened to be sitting in the studio the other day, uh, moving stuff around, such as books, uh, because I'm rearranging the studio. Uh, because we're going to bring back the uh, Paul McGuire Report video series. And by the way, I need your financial support on that, because, you know, you invest in equipment and technology, and it becomes obsolete in, in a number of years. And not only do I have to anticipate things like cameras and lightings and, and mixing boards and all the rest of that stuff, I have to keep an eye on the prize. I have to keep my eye on what the future is going to bring. And I anticipate that there is going to be an all-out spiritual war between the globalist elite who do not want people to know the truth and the facts, and they're going to attempt to ruthlessly censor uh, all the facts and the truth and what's really going on which at this moment in history is never released by the mainstream media. I mean, mainstream media has been dead a long time. If you watch it, well, then I'm not going to say anything, but the implication is there. Mainstream media is dead. Alternative media is where you get the truth. I mean, obviously, you've got to be selective. Not everything in alternative media is true. But that's where you get the truth. And with books, I, I have choices. Sometimes, um, the minority of the time, uh, I may partner with somebody like Troy. And, and you know, we wrote two best-selling books together, Trumpocalypse and uh, The Babylon Code. But most of the time, our ministry uh, is the publisher of our books. And you may have asked yourself, well, gee, why, why can't I get Paul McGuire's book or books? Why aren't they available at the, on the big bookselling chains like Amazon and, and, you know, the other ones? If you notice, my books aren't there. Oh, yeah, the pictures of my books are there. <laughs> I'm laughing to myself. But, but I, you know, I am not going to give a book that I've slaved away to write and, and make, uh, uh, make it a vehicle to communicate God's truth. I'm not going to slave away just to sell it to, to a massive globalist-controlled corporation who then is in total control of my book. And, and they can do anything they want with it. This is me. I'm not knocking people who do that. Um, but I choose not to allow uh, these big chains like Amazon to, to sell my books. Now, if you've gone looking for them on Amazon or, or the other book uh, chains on the Internet, you'll notice that you, you will probably see uh, covers of my books, descriptions of my books, as if they were 
uh, available for sale from them. But they didn't get them from me because I'm the only one who could give them to them. And I didn't give anybody any of my books on purpose. So what those books probably are is um, any number of ways. If somebody, there are a lot of people, they read a book. I would prefer that they would give it to somebody who's hungry for truth. But, you know, when you buy a book from our ministry written by me, you can do anything you want with that book. And some people um, sell it back to Amazon or whatever. So those are the books you see of mine on Amazon, etc. They, they didn't come from me. Uh, they came from some uh, buddy who, and again, I'm not knocking people who do this. If that's what they want to do, more you know, more power to them. But they uh, sell them back to Amazon. Some people collect books and then sell bulk, bulk quantities of books back to Amazon. But most of the time, if you try to buy a book from Amazon or whoever, um, they don't have it in stock, and and they want to appear to have it in stock in hopes that they'll, that they'll get it, but they won't get it because they're not going to give it to them because I won't sign a contract with a secular corporation that, when the day is done, has values and uh, goals that are different than mine. Because you see, when you sign that contract, and again, I'm not judging other authors, but um, when you uh, if I was to sell my books to Amazon or whatever, I lose control of the marketing, the distribution. And if they wanted to kill my book, and by that I mean just make it disappear. Oh, yeah, the, you know, you can see it in the Amazon catalog. But for all practical purposes, they have uh, hidden my book. They've buried it. Well, I'm not going to allow them to do that. Um, and I don't. So that's the reason you can't find it. It's not that I can't sell it to. Amazon or any of those companies, they would buy. They would buy any book that I uh, would want to sell them because my books sell. Now that means I will not sell as many copies as if I did sell through Amazon. But I'm keeping the cash flow or the money in circles uh, of people and companies where hopefully we, we have the same goals, etc. Okay, enough said on that. So in my hands is my book, The Greatest Battle. Now, I want to get back to, I was reading uh, to you um, from page 218 in The Greatest Battle, and I was reading to you what is called the goals of the Illuminati Manifesto. So like there's the Communist Manifesto, there's the Illuminati Manifesto. And the Illuminati Manifesto uh, outlines their goals for a planetary dictatorship in which they rule the world. And in the Illuminati Manifesto, I list the 25 goals of the globalist elite, or what you could call the Illuminati goals. And I gave uh, on a program. Uh, very recently, um, I went through a bunch of their goals. So, um, let me just read. I, I don't know if I read this goal, but let me just read it to you. These are very devious people. Illuminati goal number six. The power of our resources must remain invisible until the very moment it has gained the strength that no cunning force can undermine it. This shows you the way they think. They don't want the masses, that's you and me. They don't want the masses to have any conception or idea whatsoever of the enormous power of their resources. And they fully intend to hide or conceal or make invisible uh, the total amount of their resources up until the very moment it has gained the strength that no cunning force can undermine it. So as they're conquering the world, and they're conquering the world right now through the global reset, that is ultimately an Illuminati operation. They're not going to let you know the full extent of their power and resources. 
They'll only let you know right when they go into the what I call the total lockdown mode. And in the Illuminati goal number six, um, I explain in the book, The Greatest Battle, quote, the power of the Illuminati and the hidden forces that seek to implement a godless world, communist revolution, must be concealed as a strategic means until it is prudent and necessary to reveal the full magnitude of the Illuminati's resources. So, what does that mean to you? Anyone who claims to be a true Bible-believing Christian, anyone who would dare to utter the words, what would Jesus do? I would tell you this, Jesus would not be a fool. Jesus knows that knowledge is power. You have to understand that there is an all-out planetary war going on for the total domination of planet Earth, and the Illuminati um, are, the, are the Luciferian rulers of this conquest. Now, then they tell you the, the mechanisms that they employ in their conquest of America and the world. So, for example, in the Illuminati goal or manifesto number seven, it says, avocation of mob psychology to control the masses. And what that means is that their preferable method of enslaving and conquering the masses is through scientific mind control, hypnosis, brainwashing, sorcery, and propaganda. Once you have conquered a man's mind, there is little need for military force. That's what we have operating in America today and in the world today. Illuminati Manifesto number eight, use alcohol, drugs, corruption of all forms of vice to systematically corrupt the youth of the nation. And so remember that the Communist Manifesto is is practically a mirror copy of the Illuminati Manifesto. And the Illuminati's game plan is the conquest of the youth by using every means necessary to entrap, seduce, and enslave them into thoughts, behaviors, and activities that will make them slaves to alcohol, numerous drugs, all kinds of sexual behaviors, and conquer them through various chains of addiction. Once enslaved and chained by these addictions, they will lack the ability to perceive that they are being conquered by these addictions. And I would add to, to you know, drugs, alcohol, the, the whole full-blown sex, pornography, promiscuity, anything goes mindset that has taken root in America and around the world, that is also part of the Illuminati and the Communist Manifesto and Operation. Number nine from the Illuminati Manifesto, seize property by any means. Now, that's also in the Communist Manifesto. Seize property property by any means. This is a huge thing with them. The people who rule the Illuminati are billionaires and trillionaires. So why would they be obsessed with seizing property by any means? This is the reason why. When people are deprived of the opportunity or legal right to own their own home, land, or property, their innate sense of dignity, responsibility, self-worth, and power is destroyed. Once any possibility of owning property is destroyed by seizure and laws, the deeply embedded identity of a people is rebranded forever. The people without the right to own property begin to see themselves as slaves, migrants, mere workers, and whose spirits have been irreparably broken. Therefore, the Illuminati will use any pretense necessary to seize property, such as fair wealth redistribution, social justice, or environmentalist movements such as the Green New Deal. Now, look, look what's happening in our society right now. 
We have economic chaos, and the intention of the economic chaos when the day is done is the banks and the financial institutions intend to use the laws to seize the property of working class and middle class people. And why do they want to do that? Because, as I just read to you, when you when you deprive people of their God-given rights to own property, you smash their psyche, their inner man or, or inner woman, into a thousand different pieces. It's shattered. It's irreparably broken. And they know that. They want people to feel like they are owned by the Illuminati. And, that's, and that is the truth of what the Great Reset is all about. Klaus Schwab and all the others are lying to you. Again, when Klaus Schwab says, you will own absolutely nothing, that means like we're going to seize all your property and possessions. You will own absolutely nothing, but you will never be happier in your whole life. That is a flat-out lie. You will own nothing. It will shatter you, your families, your neighborhoods, your psychological interior. And you will never be more miserable in your entire life. You have to remember, according to their own set of rules, they have given themselves the right and they have given themselves permission uh, to do absolutely anything, absolutely anything um, to conquer and take the wealth and property of the middle class and the working class. That's why they say in the Illuminati Manifesto number 4, any and all means should be used to reach the Illuminati goals as they are justified. So that means the Illuminati believes in by any means necessary, stealing, heisting, robbing, whatever, they will use any means necessary to steal your property, to steal your rights, to steal your possessions, and turn you into a slave. You really have to, you can't play around with this. I'm, I'm reading to you from my book, The Greatest Battle. What I'm reading to you is truth. I'm telling you the truth about what's going on. You have to get to the place where you're going to embrace the truth. And you need to understand who these people are and what their game plan is. Do not underestimate the power of your enemy. Because if you underestimate the power of your enemy, which what Bible-believing Christians notoriously have done throughout history, you are going to be worse than a slave. Um, in the Illuminati Manifesto number 5, the, the right to lie and force and the Illuminati or the Marxist tenet, by all means necessary, allows that lying, murder, horrific evil, or deception of any kind is fully justifiable and fully encouraged. So they give themselves the, the right to lie with incredible aggressiveness and to steal your property and your possessions. And they do that with laws and regulations and rules that they made up to benefit themselves and to rob you. Um, here's one that, that I think it's a very important to understand. The Illuminati Manifesto number 11. War should be directed so that the nations on both sides are placed further in debt. Peace conferences are conducted so that neither combatant obtains territory rights. Okay, this is critical. You have to understand the Illuminati money game. The Illuminati are essentially ruled and controlled by the globalist elite or the richest international banking families in the world. They're the wealthiest people in the world. They know how to manipulate money, print money, use money as a weapon of conquest. Now, here's something that, that 
you, you have to understand. They regularly create wars, use wars to further their goals. So when you look at the Ukraine-Russian conflict or a potential conflict with China or any number of potential conflicts on a global scale, what you have to understand is the devious nature of the Illuminati behind it all. And right now in our world, we're, we're tipping into World War III. We're tipping into a, a global world war. But behind the scenes, there are the unseen players, the Illuminati, that are driving the nations to, to go into an all-out war because, as they say in their own manifesto, I'll read it to you again. Um, well, I'll read you the explanation I have in my book, The Greatest Battle. It must always be remembered that the globalist elite and the Illuminati always finance both sides in a war. In any given military conflict, including World War I and World War II, independent nation-states would go to the central banks and the Federal Reserve Bank, all owned by the international banking families who are part of the Illuminati, and request loans that it could exceed trillions of dollars in order to finance their armies, navy, space-based weapons, special forces, weapons, bombs, guns, and bullets, depend, depend, depending on the credit worthiness and assets the opposing nations in a war would then request as much money as they could to fight these wars. No matter who won or lost the war, the international bankers were essentially guaranteed to make massive fortunes in the world's most profitable business, the loaning of monies to finance wars. The purpose of wars is to make trillions of dollars for the Illuminati. And you need to know that, you need to understand that. So when you hear, when you see our media trying to whip up a global war anywhere in the world, chances are whatever you're being told is a lie. And what's really going on, what's really going on is a setup for a huge financial uh, increase to a, a world war. Okay, so let's look at, I'm going to pick up another one of my books. It's called The Day the Dollar Died. And in a moment, I want to talk to you about how these people make money on a constant series of global wars. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. We're going to be back in just a second. I need you more than ever right now to partner with me so that we can expand this ministry, expand the number of people we reach through this ministry, and to continue to finance this ministry. Because if we do not, first and foremost, win the battle for the hearts and minds of mankind, if we don't win that battle first, we will lose every other battle. And we are at the most serious point in the history of America and perhaps the history of the world. So it is imperative that you commit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And by commit, I mean you see yourself as an agent of the biblical God, and you, you obey him, and you seek his counsel and guidance, and you pray to him for wisdom. And if you will do that diligently and consistently, the Lord God will supernaturally lead you, supernaturally guide you, and supernaturally give you wisdom that is way, way above any wisdom that you would normally be able to develop by your own human willpower. So I need you to stand with me at this critical time. And you can visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. You can donate, make a contribution, or you can send in a check for whatever amount, or you can uh, decide to be a prayer partner with us and this ministry and what we're trying to do. And then, of course, we need your help in spreading this message far and wide by spreading the links, the videos, the audios, and the articles. 
Okay, this is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us, and we'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Truth sets you free. Spiritual truth, economic truth, social truth. Truth in any area or category is what sets you free. When you're living on lies, when you're living on deception and mythologies, you're on your way to serfdom or slavery. Jesus Christ himself said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Christians claim to know the truth. They don't, because they compartmentalize truth. They think that the only thing that's true is that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, absolutely Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the most important truth. But that doesn't give you the right to burn up or throw away or reject all the other truth that the Bible is packed with. The Bible gives us truth on economics, on sexuality, on uh, politics, on science, on genetics. The Bible is bursting with truth. Our job is to understand the truth of the Bible and to apply it to the reality that we, we call life. Now, in my book, The Day the Dollar Died, let me just read you a few things here. In the day the dollar died, I deal um, with the fact that the people at the very top of the Illuminati pyramid, they understand that money is an illusory or an illusion or a magical system. Now, that may bother you, and you may—the reason it bothers you is because you don't understand it. You have to understand that money— is an illusion. It's a system of illusions. And then you need to also understand that from the beginning of time, money has always been a form of what is called alchemical magic. Alchemical magic. Now, if you're having trouble uh, understanding this, I sympathize. That's why I wrote my books, to, to take complex truths and make them very simple and understandable so that anybody can understand these things, such as the real nature of money. An alchemical magician was an ancient sorcerer or an ancient magician who knew how to take something that was a worthless substance and by performing a magical ritual over the worthless substance, the magician could transform the worthless substance into something very precious. So, for example, uh, the magician could take a basically worthless metal and allegedly transform it into gold. Money in its, of itself is essentially worthless. It's an illusion. So what gives money its value? What makes money uh, something of great worth? An alchemical or magical process. Money, in order for money to have value, in order for money to have great worth, paper money, currency, whether it's a rock or papyrus or parchment or whatever, uh, all that kind of money is only as valuable or is only has as much worth as whatever it is that is backing the money up. So in many societies, precious jewels, gold, silver, massive real estate, uh, vast territories, they are used to back up the currency or the money of a given nation or empire. So that nation or empire's power is based on how much value is behind uh, their money. And this goes back to ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. Now, in America, once upon a time in America, the dollar, the American money system, 
every dollar was backed up by gold. And so it actually used to say on the back of a, of a U.S. dollar, it used to say uh, that you could go into any bank and redeem that piece of paper or, you know, a hundred dollar bill. You could redeem it for its worth in gold or silver or precious jewels. So you had the legal right at any time to go into a bank with your paper money and exchange it for something that had real value, such as gold. Now, the alchemical magicians in the Illuminati, they build their world on illusion, which is the same thing as saying they build their world on lies and deception. And so what the heads of the Illuminati and the international bankers did is they began to no longer print money or currency and have it backed up by something of value like gold. Today, the dollar you you get, or the $100 bill you get, or whatever, you can't go into a bank and redeem it for its value in terms of gold or silver or precious jewels. Today, because of the globalist elite, the international banking families, um, let me give you an example. In 1928, um, the dollar bills uh, in circulation in the United States said they were redeemable in gold. They read redeemable in gold on demand at the United States Treasury or in gold or lawful money at any Federal Reserve Bank. Okay, so that means that um, if you had a bunch of paper dollars, um, you could go to any Federal Reserve Bank and get (coughs) gold or lawful money, something of real value, and trade it in. Today, if you went into the bank and (laughs) tried to get gold for your your dollar bill, you'd get booted out the front door or, or maybe arrested. Okay, so you see, that is alchemical magic, because it's based on the, the ancient principle of magicians known as the sorcerer's stone or the philosopher's stone. And the sorcerers or the magicians claim to have the supernatural power to take basically, basically worthless metals and uh, supernaturally transform them into precious metals like gold, silver, and precious jewels. Now, notice the trickery in the money system. Notice the, the magic, the lying, the deception in the money system. So let's expose it for what it is. All around the world, beginning with the Rothschild family, which was the most powerful and probably still is, of the international banking families in the world. And the Rothschild family, they would set up banks that they totally controlled in every major nation uh, in Europe. And eventually the Rothschild family expanded uh, their Rothschild banks into America and basically the vast majority of nations on earth. Now, in America, we obviously don't call them Rothschild banks. Um, They are known as central banks. Rothschild banks uh, are known as central banks in Europe. And the purpose of a central bank is to allow the international banking families like Rothschild to control the politicians, the policies, the laws, the military, the Rothschilds can control every aspect of society by controlling the money system through their own banks, which they own, known as the central banks. Now, going back to 1914, which is right before the Federal Reserve Act was passed, the American people knew what happened in Europe with the Rothschild banks or the central banks. 
and they knew how that gave enormous power to the bankers and the Rothschild family. So the American people were too smart to go with uh, a central bank, and they were adamant, the American people were adamant that they did not want a central bank like Europe. So Rothschild and the other international bankers knew this, and in great trickery, great deception, they financed two campaigns to take over our money system. They financed the campaign through the Republican Party, and they financed the campaign through the Democratic Party. And what they did was um, approximately 12 of these international banking families, the richest families in the world, took over our total monetary system by moving through both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party at the same time. And they seized control of our monetary system. They began to print our dollar bills, control our interest rates, control our taxes, control the standard of living. Anything to do with money, the international bankers now controlled. But they didn't dare call it a central bank or a Rothschild bank, because that would have been dead uh, right out of the water. So what they did is they disguised the name of their central bank or their Rothschild Bank by calling it the Federal Reserve Bank or the Federal Reserve System. And this is what you have to understand. The Federal Reserve Banks, all the money that says Federal Reserve System on it, our entire monetary system, and everything else under the umbrella of the Federal Reserve, first of all, is against the Constitution, and second of all, it, it took the total control of our money system and money and put it into the hands of 12 international banking families through a non-governmental, totally secretive Federal Reserve System. And, you know, you can talk to Americans everywhere. And I used to do, as you know, Fox News debates all the time on all kinds of subjects. And I would regularly appear on uh, the biggest shows on Fox uh, News Network, but also the biggest shows on the Fox Business Network, like uh, Cavuto's show. I was on all the time. And I would debate with the biggest economists, the biggest editors of the financial publications, and all their fi- uh, their financial experts. I would debate them. <laughs> And you got, and I knew full well you you had to be careful what you what you said. I mean, you just couldn't come out and just blast them with, you know, the Federal Reserve is illegal. That would be very very dangerous to your life. But our monetary system is supposed to be owned, according to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, by we the people, and we the people determine all of the financial policies of our nation. But that's not how it runs. A private corporation, which is operating secretly within the United States of America, and the vast majority of them are international bank uh, bankers or representatives of the big international banking families. Now, this violates a major law in the United States is that when you have foreign banks, foreign trillionaires controlling your monetary system, they basically control your nation. And that's illegal. We're supposed to, the American people are supposed to control our nation. And so you can see what has happened. Now, there's one other thing I want to add to that, and I talk about this in The Day the Dollar Died. I talk about this in The Greatest Battle. What you have to know is the way these international banks make money is they print money from nothing. They have nothing of value to back up the money they print. And then they loan the money to various nations like the United States. And then all these nations like America and all the other nations have to pay back the international bankers um, for the loans that they gave them 
for, for large amounts of interest. So you have to understand that the reason we never seem to get out of debt as a nation, it's because the international bankers and the Federal Express, their, uh, the Federal Reserve, their primary mechanism for making money is by printing money from nothing and then charging enormous interest to the nations that borrow money from the Federal Reserve or the central banks. It's a scheme, okay? Yet, almost never will you encounter an American who has the faintest clue of what's really going on. So, you know, Rothschild said, and I'm going to paraphrase, he said, I don't care who's the prime minister or the president. I don't care who owns the presses or anything else. Rothschild said, the only thing I care about is who controls the money supply. Because whoever controls the money supply controls the politicians, the military, the press, and everything else. And so when push comes to shove, what's really happening in America and around the world via this great reset right now is that the international banking families, they control it all. So this massive transition we're going through is bankrupting millions and millions of people in America and around the world. It's taking money from them, and it's putting trillions and trillions of dollars into the hands of the international bankers. And this this corrupt system on a global level is known as Mystery Babylon. And that's just the beginning of understanding what's really happening in the United States. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Okay, let's expose the dark, dark secret behind the dollar in America, money around the world, and the dark secret of the Illuminati, the globalist elite, the Great Reset. Let's expose it to the light. You know, God did not create his people to be walking imbeciles, clones, uh, cult members who can't think for themselves. The American people, and it's embarrassing to be an evangelical Christian. Now, I'm not embarrassed about my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm not embarrassed about worshiping Jesus Christ or publicly saying Jesus is Lord. I'm not embarrassed about any of that. But the Christian culture, not all of it, there's some excellent exceptions. But the majority of the Christian culture consists of men and women and leadership who are absolutely clueless as to what is going on and to how dangerous what is going on, uh, how dangerous that is, and how that brings literally to our doorsteps, death and destruction and annihilation. You need to get a copy, by the way, of The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World and the Day the Dollar Died. They're all at special discounts right now, and you need to get multiple copies and give them to people. Not to, Don't give them to somebody who doesn't read. You're wasting your time. Give it to people that are hungry for the truth and follow up. Challenge them. Okay, so right now I'm reading various uh, numbered uh, goals of the Illuminati Manifesto. Well, let me read 15 to you of the Illuminati Manifesto. Create industrial depression, financial panic, unemployment, hunger, shortage of food, and use this to control the masses or mobs. Then use the mobs to wipe out all those who stand in the way. So in a nutshell, this great reset, all the chaos and turmoil on planet Earth and all the nations, all the chaos and turmoil in the United States of America is by design. It's intentionally planned. And got to stop walking around as if there was a blindfold tied over your eyes. You've got to understand that all the chaos, all the crisis, manufactured crisis, 
It's all by design. It's all by a secret occult plan. And coupled with that is the plan of transhumanists who believe that they are God and that man is God. And what they're doing is they're trying to create a world ruled by Lucifer because they don't believe in God. But you and I know that God exists. And God has given us the power to pray to him for help. And that Jesus Christ, who is God, is coming back. Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he's going to return at the second coming. And Jesus Christ, at the Battle of Armageddon, is going to destroy all of his enemies. And he's going to rule and reign all of planet Earth from Jerusalem. And that will begin. Uh, a thousand-year millennial rule of Jesus Christ. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And make sure to catch the next Paul McGuire report. We're going to continue on on the secret agendas in the Illuminati Manifesto. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. And stay strong in the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.